You are by far the most excruciating, difficult, stubbornly obnoxious woman I've ever met in my entire life. I fucking love you. Oh, he's so sensitive. He's romantic. But he's sweet, right? Well, I mean, yeah. When he's not being an emotional fucking terrorist. Oh. <laughs> I love the way you see the world, Marie. Mystery. The unknown. It's what supports the tension of a relationship. You're angry. No. The what if factor. Marie. 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 What if there's someone who loved them better? like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again. It's until you're about to lose someone that you finally pay attention. Well, what is it, Marie? What do you want? Really? Do you want to go there? Yes. Okay. I will carry you. I will carry you. You want control. Because you can't imagine the reason I'm with you is because I love you. Everything that you've been through, everything, that's what made you you. The girl that I love, the girl that I fuck with. I will carry you. All I wanted tonight was thank you, Malcolm. That is it. You know that I'm thankful. You know that I made a mistake. So why turn it into something more? Because it's about how you see this relationship. Look at me. I'm the last person standing. I will carry you. Hold on to me for dear life. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official review for Netflix's Malcolm and Maria. Yes, it's finally here. I am joined by some special guests. First, we have from the Cinemania Live show, we have Hannah. Hannah, hello. Hey. Nice to hear from you, as always. And we have, from the Cinemania World team, we have Colby. Colby, how are you? Yo, 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 what up? How you doing? Everything good? No, it's, it, I'm, I'm good. I'm alive. I sound so much better than I thought I would because I was feeling like shit, like, just a few hours ago. Got a COVID mm-hmm. test, came back negative, and I think my mind was like, "All right, let's get you back to normal." Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you're negative. That's just like that stuff is kind of scary. It um, was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, glad to hear you're doing well. Now let's obliterate each other for this movie. Talking about <laughs> I feel like Marie. I'm gonna have to be like the referee because like that's I'm, why like, I had I needed someone it. here. That's why I needed someone here. I said, "Listen, Colby's man, the just, extreme uh, positive. Dwayne's kind of the extreme <laughs> negative. Is he?" Oh, I, no. fuck. <laughs> I won't say it's extreme. It's not like a Zack Snyder thing or something. No, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna save that energy for another podcast. We will. 
Um, okay, so let's get into this movie. Malcolm Emery from Sam Levinson. Um, I'm going to read the bio, but I don't know. Is there really a bio? Okay. Schmoldering tensions and painful revelations push a filmmaker and his girlfriend toward a romantic reckoning. Uh, directed and written by Sam Levinson. And it stars, of course, Zendaya and John David Washington. I watched this movie over the weekend, but I'll get you guys' thoughts first. I'll start with the one in the middle. Start with Hannah. Your thoughts on Malcolm and Marie? Um, yeah, I kind of like movies like this. I say it all the time. I kind of like movies where like nothing really happens and it's just like character interactions the whole time. Um, so this is kind of right up my alley. Um, and I also really like movies that kind of made me feel exhausted after watching them, like kind of like Mother and like Black Swan and those kind of movies or The Killing of Saint Deer, stuff like that. It's like you watch them, and you're like, oh my god, you need to like take. A- break uh this kind of fits in that category even though it's not like dark like those movies that i just listed but like it's movies basically like an hour and a half of like arguing um (laughs) so once you like get out of it it's just like all the emotions that you could ever think of you went through that uh and it's just exhausting coming out um and I, i i like that feeling um after a movie i feel like uh just I don't know. It gives me that buzz. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like the movie. Uh, I don't love it. Uh, it didn't stay with me as much as I would hope it would after watching it the first time. Um, but yeah, I and I understand like why people don't like it, too. I've seen like a lot of people on Twitter being like, oh, and I know Dwayne feels this way, too. It's like, oh, my God, it gets exhausting. Like the arguing is just like it's not not my thing and I'm like I get that 100% um and then there's also other um issues that Dwayne has with it that I won't bring up until he says what he needs to say but yeah I understand why people don't like it but uh yeah I, I like the I like the movie all righty uh let's go to Colby what the fuck <laughs> yo um I, I I like the way you put that Hannah like I, I I completely see all of that maybe it was just my time of the month um, when I say that, like I have like a like, know, like, like a, a movie time of the month, and and like it just it hit me in all the right places. Like yo, Malcolm and Marie is like an absolute just hurricane of emotion, and it's steeped in like all like the worst parts of us, like steeped in ego and bitterness and misunderstanding. But then like there's this beautiful prism of love and security that they're vying for, and they're talking about dream making, and it's it's a simple story. I mean, it's a man and a woman having a conversation. And then it just spirals out of control in the most toxic way. Like it still very much remains an exploration of their relationship. And I love that how this is just a conversation. And in some other films, conventionally, you'll have like this clear beginning, middle and end to understand them. But you find all of that throughout their throughout their arguments and through the dialogue. I love the dialogue. And I love how problematic that these two characters are. Like they are so far from perfect. But that's what makes it so relatable because they're very much human. And Sam Levinson, I still don't understand how he wrote this alone. Like this seems like uh, this seems to have been like a very collaborative effort because there are things and themes that he's talking about that I just don't understand how this young white guy kind of gets, but he does. And the fact that this, in my opinion, the first successful quarantine film that's come out, like it is, it's sleek. It's sexy. It pulls no punches. It's part love story. And I love the fact that it's also part commentary on like Hollywood and film punditry because that shit's exhausting. And like you were saying, Hannah, um, if we think of like um, uh, a film like, like Hidden Gems, 
there are some people that hated how the film made them feel because it was just this constant anxiety and madness to it. That's what this was. I mean, I've been through these knockdown, drag out, messy and violent screaming matches that just last forever and somehow have these pauses of like civility. And then the performances are great. Like, yo, Zendaya is, oh my goodness, seeing her grow from like this kid actor to where she is now is incredible. And then seeing how she picks and chooses when to kind of like turn it on and turn it off. There's something that's really calm about her, but then when she needs to, she could just be able to ratchet it up. And for the most part of this film, like I was like, yo, this is really, really good until there's this one scene that she starts off with and then it hit me. I wait to get like the electricity of when I decide to see a perfect movie and it hit it for me. This is this is perfection. Perfection? You kidding per me? Cinematic perfection. And keep cinematic. in mind, on the Kobe Tommy scale, right? A 10 out of 10 film for me, 10 being out something 10. perfect is purely subjective, right? I don't think there's no such there's no such thing as an objectively perfect film. But there's nothing that I can take away from the performances, the cinematography, the 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 screenwriting. Like it's I, there's nothing that I can knock this movie on. Mm-hmm. But I'm open to listen to Delane try to knock it. Go ahead, Delane. Oh, try to knock I it. <laughs> well, I won't say knock it because I don't think I, I I get it is an impression that I hate this movie. I don't think I hate it. I just don't think it's that great. Because usually when I get like early screeners right from whatever i'll usually try to have my mom watch it with me because you know it's kind of it's kind of a privilege as a a film critic to get these kind of things and you know i want her as a casual to be excited and she gets a little pumped up when she gets to watch like she got to watch like wonder woman and soul early and stuff so i have her watch the movie with me and like i i always kind of tell what the average uh, casual will think about a movie and she turns to me like and at like 45 minutes and said, what's the point of this movie? And I said, you know, I don't know. But there's a lot of movies that don't really have a point to them. Hannah mentioned earlier, like, she mentioned she likes movies that doesn't really, what would you say? Doesn't really do what? It's what like, there's now? not really nothing like a happens, plot right? just like nothing really happens. It's character interactions. Period. All right. Period. So there's a good way to do that. And then there's a shitty way to do that. And I think one of the good ways is like a Call Me By Your Name or like a movie like Mass that I just saw at Sundance. You know, nothing happens in both those movies, the majority of the, the entire film. They're just characters interacting with each other. The show that Hannah and I watched over, I think, late last, no, like in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. What was the show that we watched? We Are Who We Are. Um, yeah, same thing. This movie, I will say is nothing happened. I won't say nothing happens in the movie. Um, and where I where I would disagree with Colby as far as the script is I felt like a lot of this movie was how can I drag this out to its runtime? Oh, we have to do another argument and another argument and another argument. And by the eighth argument, I was tired, not in a good tired, because I think a movie like Mass with the subject matter that they're talking about and the tragedies that they discuss a movie like that. I'm exhausted at the end, but I, I feel like it's warranted and I and I feel like it was earned. This movie I don't feel like half the stuff is earned because they're all they're doing, they're just arguing about like nothing. The majority of the time is them arguing about the movie or a critic, and then they'll argue about their relationship. And at the end, by the end of the movie, I'm just asking myself, why are you two together? 
I just don't get it. You clearly are not. This is a really toxic relationship and it's a disaster. I don't understand why we have to be together. I will commend I will commend a lot of the cinematography. I think is great. The black and white is such bullshit to me because it's black and white because you wanted an an award nom. You cannot tell me you cannot tell me different. I know why it's black what? and white. It's bullshit. So, you know, That's I, yo, why I've been asking folks. Like I've asked photographers, I've asked cinematographers like is there something like cuz I mean, while I went to film school, I'm trying to remember back like the choice of using black and white, right? Um, I know that there's more distinct choices to do that in photography, but for cinematography, it's kind of just a matter of wanting to do it versus not wanting to do it, right? I right. will say, watching this in the theater, I was so much more drawn in and engaged by just these two figures on screen because of the black and white. And I had to ask myself, if I were to just add color to it, could I just have been more aware of the space, of, you know, of props, of the mac and cheese, or whatever? Um, and I think also... Sam kind of commentates on that inside the film. Like, of course, just does. do whatever the fuck they want. Like, sometimes it's not like for this overarching thing, the black is supposed to represent this and the white. No, no, they just wanted to do it, right? So I don't know necessarily if that's like a, I feel like some people can get the impression that it comes off as kind of like- um, Pretentious, annoying, true, white. Yeah. But like, I don't, God. nothing in that, nothing in what I saw on screen resonated that way. Did it you, Did it for you, Hannah? Like the black and white, was that a turnoff? I know, I- I don't know. It doesn't really like draw my attention all that much because I enjoy black and white movies and I watch a lot of black and white movies and some of my favorite movies are black and white movies. So like, mm-hmm. it doesn't like draw my attention or kind of like it doesn't like really register as like a second thought when I'm watching a black and white movie. Uh, I that sounds so pretentious and like so annoying, but like, <laughs> I just like when I watch black and white movies, it doesn't really like. So mm, it doesn't enhance. It doesn't make a difference for me or make or enhance or anything like that. No, not really. So Dwayne, yeah. let me ask you unless this. unless unless mm-hmm. a movie was in color the first time I saw it, and then okay. you get the option to see it in black and white again, kind of like a Logan oh, or a Parasite. That's Logan, exactly yeah. what I was about to like ask Logan. you. So yeah. So what is so when something is presented to you one way and then it's offered in another, what is that choice then? Um. Well, usually I'd watch in color um over the black and white, but just the, having the option or like the experience because with the uh, with Logan and Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, they the black Ooh, and white came is out. Good in black and white, yeah. Yeah, okay. the uh, the the black and white came out like way after you saw it in color, mm-hmm. like the first time. So I was like already used to like seeing both of the movies in color. Sorry if you hear my cat, and my dog are uh, fighting. Uh, but, they only they, they can only see the world in black and white. So I think this is an interesting conversation <laughs> for them too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a good conversation. <laughs> um, so I was kind of already like used to seeing it in color, and then when I was given the option to see it in black and white, it was definitely like a new experience and kind of like watching the movie for the first time again because just it's a different format. Um, and it does like draw attention that way because I did see what it already looked like in color, but like with Malcolm Marie, obviously I didn't see what it looked like in color. Um, so this was just kind of like you know how it was presented and just not really like a second thought to it. You know what I mean? I get you. But like, yeah. I get, I guess the the reason why I see through so it. So it doesn't bother me is movie, what I'm trying to say. Right. The, the reason why I see through it to me is because it just comes up. Okay. You know why? Because I know the person behind the, ah. the, the, the one who makes the, who's making the movie. Cause you know, I'm going to bring up this motherfucker and it's going to happen. See, I, I, I remember a couple why... of, a Before couple of months on. ago, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think that's why, like, 
me and you are kind of butting heads about it when we first watched it in the group chat, it's because you know more about Sam Levison and, like, you're more into, like, Euphoria and stuff like that than I am. And I even told you, I was like, I saw this with, like, a completely different lens than you because I had no idea about this, like, Sam Levinson, like, drama and, like, you know. Yeah, story. Like, yeah, stuff yeah, about yeah. him and stuff like that. So I saw it in completely different lens than a the lot of people. The same way. And, and I think that that, I think that's something that as critics and pundits and i think that gets to what the like what the secondary part of this film is talking about in regards to like film criticism i think that that matters because i think that there can be an implicit bias that is separate from what we're looking at the art itself right like i think that there's a way that we can be able to watch the movie because look at the different audience right Dwayne is aware of some problematic things that sam has going on just like in the way that he operates his business right Mm-hmm. Kobe and Hannah doesn't necessarily. So when I'm watching the movie, none of that bias is coloring necessarily, you know, my critique of the film, right? And I'm not saying that you're not allowed to have it. Like we are, like we're humans, right? But I think there's a way to, for me, that I try to like compartmentalize those things. Um, I will say the only thing that I was just innately aware of as a black man and understanding that he was the sole writer and sole, you know, the sole writer of this project I did is not like how, that 100%. Yeah, it, it definitely, like while watching it, I was like, because the reason why the reason why i got mad at that okay so going back to okay so i think you guys are both right i think i watched this in the eyes of oh my god i know who fucking made this i know what he's trying to do and it's annoying and 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 it's not even like i dislike his stuff i like us i really like assassination nation not saying it's like a wrong way to view it or anything by the way like if you know that stuff then you have like no it's not your fault that you see it that way. You yeah, know, yeah. you already like have the knowledge. You can't just like, but I would, I would away. ask anybody who's going to comment on this film, give a critique, whatever, to make sure that they color that. They provide that context in their criticism of the film. Cause I, yeah, some folks I, that I, don't, agree. And then I agree. They make it seem as if, like it's, it's innately bad. No, no. There's things like, I'd rather just someone say, yo, I don't really fuck with Sam Levison like that. And like, there's a lot of things that he done that just further made me not want to fuck with him. And it was hard for me to really connect with this film. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because there's a lot of reviewers who are like, oh, you know, I don't like this, not because of the critic side thing. Um, and I don't even I, I think listen, I'm not a I'm not that kind of critic to where um if you the come academic. at critic, I, I really don't I really don't care. Like I do this, is Malcolm put it. Yeah, right. I re- I re- I pretty much do this movie stuff for fun, you know. So I'm I, I don't ever really call myself a film critic. I'm just a guy who likes to watch movies and talk about them. So when it comes to when it comes to this movie though, what really bothered me the most was the amount of times that the the when this movie ends and it says written by sam sam levinson mm-hmm. what bothers me is that constantly he's trying to tell me in this movie that he knows what a black filmmaker could go through and i think that's complete bullshit because you don't and i don't care if you have friends i don't care if you see what what's happening you don't know what a black critic goes through so to have to constantly have john david washington say these lines of so and so and this oh because i'm black it's because i'm black oh because i'm black I thought that was such bullshit and it comes off so pretentious. If you wanted to just do a movie like this, put a fucking white guy and then and then talk about why you have issues with critics. Don't put don't don't put black people in front of your argument because you think that's going to be okay. That's what pisses me off about him and this movie is because it's a movie that is about his criticism with critics. And so it, don't no, put don't put black so, people in front of that light. I feel you, that bro. pisses me off. I feel you. You would be so right if Marie did not challenge him on that. If she just let it go and let him off the hook. But the fact that within the text of the film, she challenges on that. She says to him, she says to Malcolm's character, bro, you're not even as black as you think you are. 
you think that you've had this like, you know, this particular experience and you grew up with both parents, affluent, this and this and that, and yet you feel like you could be able to. So a person who is black, but who is removed from, you know, other black experiences, she was kind of discounting that. So like, I, I feel where you're coming from because I felt it too innately. Like this white, this white man, right? You know, who's living yeah, off of nepotism like, from his father, right? Like what gives him the permission to tell the story? I think that it's a, it's a conversation that I don't think has a right or a wrong answer. And yeah. I'm completely on your side if Marie didn't challenge him on that. But the fact well, that she does- I feel like he play, put the, I feel like he put the Marie stuff in there because he knew he was going to get these questions. Yeah. I feel like that's why, that's why, listen- I feel it's it's kind of my it's kind of my same issues with that Viggo Mortensen movie um, and a lot of Quentin Tarantino's movies with black with black actors is because Viggo he is writing a script about a gay man and his father so he is saying hey listen if I act as the gay character and I write myself to be the gay character and be the kind of lighthearted one, you won't get mad at this movie because even though I'm writing the father to say these terrible things about the gay character you cannot be mad at me because because i am the gay character and i and i wrote this wrote this movie or whatever or like when tarantino with django unchained hey i'm using a black actor as the lead you can't get mad at me because i'm saying the n-word a thousand times i have problems when directors do this the only one of the only reasons why marie is in this movie is so that question doesn't have to be asked by black critics. Okay, you can't get mad at me because I put Marie in here to challenge this guy. So I don't buy that at all. If that's not what he was doing, then fine. But as I'm watching this and as he's saying these ridiculous things about whatever and whoever the fuck, I'm like, bro, what is going on? And the dialogue, bro, you said this, you said the script is good. The dialogue, he's talking about, he's talking about having sex with all these people and whatnot. And it's and it's I'm like, bro, this is trash. Like what what is going on here? Half the oh, time's so like is the dialogue then, trash, you just don't vibe with because I think No, I bro, think that's audience, dialogue trash. What nah, I don't know what that's those you, are good but lines. If you don't too. believe in the world and you don't bro. believe in the characters, it is gonna be so easy for you to check out. Like anything that happens, like if you cannot believe these characters, you cannot believe their love or their pain. Anything that happens in this film, you're gonna be like, ah, this ain't really working for me. I think that the dialogue is excellent. I think it is written like I'm, I've been reading this shit back and front. It is so fucking like there are just daggers inside of here. The dialogue is written well. You may not jive with the content because you don't believe where it's coming from. I think that's a little bit different. But the dialogue on its face, like objectively, this is written really well. It's performed magnificently. And I think for me, maybe I'm able to connect to this film so much more because I am Malcolm. In a lot of ways, I am this motherfucker. I can be problematic. I can be mean. Like I've had these kind of, when I argue, I like to do it very calculating and very kind of like meticulous where I can be loud and boisterous and I may find a way to get around to my point and there may be like a lot of fluff in between there. But when I do, it's going to hit you. There's parts where Malcolm is downright mean. This is some vile shit that he's telling somebody who is really, I mean, yo, Maurice's character, that's someone who gets very fragile. So that when we get to that scene in the third act, I truly, as an audience member, had no idea where it was going to go. And I was upset if it was going to go one way, and then it completely fooled me and put it somewhere else, and that's where it hit me. Like, oh, this shit's perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Now, it probably should have ended not too much further right after that. This movie is a tad bit long. A tad bit long. But um, other than that, I super duper enjoyed it. But I get where you're coming from, but I cannot say that this is bad dialogue. You may not like it, but it ain't bad. 
Well, I, I I will say when the stuff was really strong, it was it was really strong. So I'm not gonna sit here and and, and try to come off as like I hate this movie once again. Um, I think Zendaya and John David Washington are phenomenal. I really do think this is some of their best work of their career. John David Washington in his, in his short career and Zendaya, of course, coming from where she's coming yeah. from. Um, I think these are some of their best works um, and whatnot. And I think as far as the script, there was a lot of lines where I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, um, I'm, I I think it's really hard uh, to write argument scenes and i find i find that with myself as well as i'm writing it's hard to do argument scenes cohesively i think marriage story does it well yeah. and i think this movie does it well and a, and a lot of other movies do it do it really well too um and a lot of a lot of directors and writers don't tackle argument scenes because they are really difficult to write yeah. and because you, you know make, why audiences are yeah. so the way that they perceive arguments, a lot of people don't like that and they like get really uncomfortable. So like I've even like been in some writing classes that try to move on really, really quick away from our argument, especially if it doesn't get to a point. Exactly. Point. I was gonna say like a lot of a lot of writers and directors try to get away from arguments, but I think um I think it's really hard to write arguments. So I will say a lot of that is because that's pretty much what the movie is. So a lot of that is done really yeah. well. Uh once again, the cinematography is great. It's like a tracking shot of John David oh, Washington that, when that's, they start. That beginning scene going from yeah, the living room to the patio is like fucking gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Hannah, and I feel like this has been a, a fight battle between <laughs> any, any other there's things like, that you want to. There's like certain details. Come. There's like certain details that you guys are bringing up that I can't remember because out of all of us, I watched it like the farthest ago. A while ago, yeah. Yeah, I watched it a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> so uh, sorry if I can't comment on those. But uh, I wanted to bring up, I think Colby brought it up about how Malcolm does say like some really like mean things and both of them yeah. to each other. They, um, you know, with argument scenes, uh, I think the only like marriage story brought up marriage story. Uh, marriage story does it too, where um, the characters don't seem like they're like pulling punches and like the arguments like do seem real. Because like if you ever have been in like a toxic relationship, like you guys like there's no limit to like what you will say in an argument if you are like that mad and like that like into like you know that toxic of a, toxic of a relationship um and i feel like some movies kind of water that down sometimes uh and it doesn't like seem authentic especially to people who have been in those kind of relationships um so in this movie like all the way through the movie like they never like kind of bite their tongue and doesn't seem like filtered at all uh which i really really enjoyed uh and you know they did talk about um about the the uh, idea of like why they do um not uh like kind of like pull punches and what they say and stuff like that and why they do go that like that deep and um kind of go into uh those subjects that are like sensitive for the other uh partner and those like those scenes in particular are what like stuck with me especially the scene in the bathtub uh where it's just kind of like zendaya listening to john david washington kind of explain <laughs> yeah <laughs> explain these like insane things and then at the end of the scene it's basically him just being like i love you and you you know you can't get that through your head uh and it just it really stuck with me and zendaya's just amazing um i, I did I, like that scene it's very relatable yeah. in a lot of ways to a lot of relationships too so yeah i'm still really yeah and that's good acting when you have no dialogue and all you're doing is just reacting and you're just seeing her in the bathtub like sinking it it's like, like her oh, her chin is quivering and i just yep. oh my god i was i was i had tears just rolling to my eyes just watching it the entire time i was like oh my god and then but you think she is just as calculating as malcolm is because yeah. all she's doing is just taking that in and then when it's her turn she doesn't hold back it completely wrecks this motherfucker like i like it the fact that she was able to chastise him 
and then use all these different like things. And like a woman, she has everything kind of like packed up underneath, right? Like at the beginning of the film, you're like, what the fuck is her beef, right? Like, what is going like, yo, this is the this is the biggest night of his life, right? And mm-hmm. she's like arguing over like like I, yo, I'm sorry, I forgot to say thank you. My bad. No, 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 no. It wasn't about that. It was this. And we're gonna argue for a little bit and then we're gonna break. But no, really, it was this. You're still not getting it, Malcolm. You're still not getting it. We're gonna argue for a little bit, then we're gonna break. You're still not fucking getting it. I actually am in agreement with the person. Like, it was so like it was and pretty I, masterful. Like, and I don't know how many relationships that Sam has had, but like it is pretty impressive that he was able to kind of get that. And maybe, like I said, I, I've lived so many experiences like that, especially living in LA and dating like an, an, an actress before. It's it, it, fuck that shit is exhausting. And like that's exactly what this movie was. And it, it felt so so real and, and authentic. And it's I love the fact that they talk about authenticity in this in, in the damn screenplay too. But oh man. And it seems like she's the only one that can kind of like break down his ego a little bit because at yes. the at the beginning of the film when they are like very heavily like talking about like the critics and stuff like that, it seems like nobody kind of like gets in gets to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Maria, as soon as she like you know starts going off, it's when you see him kind of like faltering little by little, like with each argument going on, and it's because like she just keeps like eating away like everything that she says just keeps like eating away at him a little bit more throughout the film um it seems like in the beginning it seems like he kind of like has like the upper hand and like arguments because he is the one like hitting harder um and marie like you said she's kind of like more calculated uh she's more you know um uh what's the word i'm looking for um whatever fuck it uh <laughs> <laughs> uh she seems a little more like reserved uh that's what i was trying to say she seems a little bit more reserved during the arguments and she's quieter um but then as like the film goes on you definitely like see him kind of like you know backing down little by little by little and like marie just kind of like eating away and eating away and eating away and it's really interesting to see that um because you know they, they there's some way there's somehow like a middle a middle ground for them and you see that through the film during that one scene where it's just them kind of like uh like on the floor or on like the couch kind of thing and they're just like kissing and stuff like that by the way this is a very intimate film really? uh how they didn't fuck at least like two or three times like <laughs> this is a very very intimate film like there's not even a sex scene in the movie but like oh my god it's very like <laughs> i heard somebody comment that like oh they thought the movie was like um gratuitous and that like it was like like raunchy you know so don't get me wrong i will say as an actor as an actor and actress when you have to perform near someone's like genitals, I can imagine there's like a level of anxiety, but that's, a, that, that's the fullest extent of it. There's no nudity. There's no well, nothing. I like, think I, I saw, I saw an edit kind of when he's kind of spoiler, I guess when he's like, when he's like, uh, like in the beginning, oh, uh, he like, has, he has her pussy in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's her because I think okay. if you go, if you go back to, if you go back to the film, right. Uh, the camera's kind of facing down on him. And it's a and it's a body. I, I I would imagine because of how he was doing the movie, he would okay. have a wide shot of that of that at least happening once. But mm-hmm. I got I, I rewound a, a few times. I don't think that was her. Um, so there's probably there was probably something she didn't want to do as far as because there's no like there's there there isn't any like um graphic kind yeah, of graphic. yeah yeah there's there's no graphic kind of scene scenery or anything like that and it's like there's no monsters ball you know yeah. if you were expecting like, easy, someone like else that. i could imagine this movie really yeah. going and making it sexually explicit and i kind of like I the agree. fact yeah, that yeah, it was yeah, reserved because yeah. these are two people that are just in there like one yo when it's just me and my lady yo like we're pretty much naked for the entire especially my daughter's not around mm-hmm. like, like there's no clothes on she kept that dress on for the longest time most women are like yeah. let me get the fuck out of this dress let me that's get out 
my pantyhose. girlfriend. My girlfriend. Right? My girlfriend is not. That would not be my girlfriend is out of her like everything. Her you know, she, <laughs> the moment she when gets we come back, When we come back from dinner, that stuff is out of here, and then she's like in her pajamas and stuff. So, um, but I mean, it does happen eventually. Yeah. But, but yo, the, um, the line that yeah. the line that he says when he's like he's pretty much like you know like you know kissing her, her thighs and stuff like that, and he's mm-hmm. like he's like yo, that was a fake ass smile. You know, it was a fake ass smile. He's doing this with her with her pussy in his mouth. But like <laughs> even even at the end of the film in the third act when they're on the bed and she's like about to go down on him and like she's like kissing and like biting on his penis i'm like is that really like those are the questions that i have just as an actor i've never had like i've I've never done a sex scene right um but i just i don't i I want to know like you know how is that blocked like is that really her like what's the level of comfortability you know i I really don't know and and maybe that could be a turnoff for some people that watch the movie i have no idea yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it was that. As far as some other things that we've seen, even recently, I don't think it was that that kind of bad. I'm gonna ask. I remember like jokingly um, in the group chat, I would ask Hannah, like, what, what would they be doing in there? And then she's like, oh, they're not really doing anything. Um, and then she's talking about like Zendaya a little bit, but like, um, yeah, they're not really doing much in the movie. The the, the cusp of the movie is the um, you know the dialogue and what they're talking about yeah. and stuff. Um, and I will say, besides a few things, as far as me, um, I, I think it. I, I do agree that it is that it is strong. And I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I, I do think people should watch it. Um, I think the majority of the of audiences will mm-hmm. like it. Um, my mom was not a fan. She didn't like the whole argument stuff. She thought I have to like the third one again. She didn't like it, so she was like, "Okay, that was fine." Um, and she her her comment coming out of it was, "I like Zendaya," um, and that's it. So I don't I don't know. But um, as far as I think, I do still think the majority of audiences is gonna like it. Um, I think audiences who are who have uh who have a uh, history of toxic relationships or a history of a breakup probably wouldn't vibe with this a lot because you know probably too exhausting or triggering for them to watch i've never had a relationship this bad because honestly i just be out if it's if it's this bad <laughs> um because that's just that's not okay it's a lot, um, i think that's a like good uh a good conversation to have though about the movie yeah. or it's kind of like it is a good like um theme in the movie is like why because they never address it either like what they they're like yeah. they're never like oh well, why are we together like you know how like they, they, or like they anything like that like, they, they both yeah. said they both they both kind of admitted that they needed each other right well and, marie even like calls mountains like you you use me <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I like think I, said, I think it's, someone it's, like Mark, someone like Malcolm needs someone like a Marie. Um, so I would say that. But listen, fuck. It, my, my girlfriend and I argue, and it's completely normal. Kobe, I'm sure you know about this too. Like you argue, of course, a thousand times. But this, this, this is like this ain't arguing. This is like we we fighting. And I'm like, bro, this is like this is crazy. But as a whole, to to kind of cap this off um yeah i have my reservations for the movie i don't think it's bad i just have a lot of a lot of problems with the with the inside of the movie and in in ways uh i think performances are phenomenal uh as of right now they're kind of both getting a little i don't know what this means for uh, malcolm and marie maybe netflix and didn't uh campaign it too hard and they're going with the trial of, of the chicago seven for whatever reason um but I mean, I think as far as that goes, if you're if you're in for the performances and you're in for a lot of the filmmaking in the in this movie, it's it's pretty good. So I'll end the review. I'll end my part of the review with that. I'm gonna get last uh, last thoughts from Hannah and then Colby. Uh yeah, uh, I I think a lot of like general like audiences will like this movie too because it kind of plays into I, I don't know if you 
when I gauge like how general audiences will like react to a movie, I always think about like the people who are on my Facebook who like share like trailers of things and like this could be the craziest movie of the year or like Netflix recommendations on Facebook because uh, they're always so funny. It's like Bird Box, like that shit, like that. So. Mm-hmm. People are probably going to watch this and be like, oh my god, uh, it's so deep, it's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think general audiences probably really like it. And I think that the film like as itself just brings up a really good discussion among like you know people on film Twitter and stuff like that and critics. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch it again uh, and you know watch it with the new lens that I have on <laughs> Sam Levinson. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what everyone else's thoughts on the movie are. Because right uh, yeah, now we've yeah, only really yeah. heard like critics' thoughts, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I would like to see more. Catalog, and the movie heavily movie. talks about critics. So. Yeah, and, and I can tell, like in 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 reading so many. I mean, right now it's got a fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm, and granted, like I feel like he expected a lot of this. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's I mean he's calling out critics specifically. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. and and for those, there wasn't a world where this movie would have been like uh, like love, you know, yeah. <laughs> just all across the board. Anything that you are like criticizing critics, the people who you know audiences like value their opinions on like movies and stuff like that, and their voices are kind of like raised more than you know anyone else's in like mm-hmm. the film uh, circle. It's there's never like place where this movie was like you know universally loved yeah i, I not that i expected that just kind of go knowing going in what the topic of the conversation was going to be like i said it's a part of love story so either you're going to mm. buy into these characters and the fact that like you believe that they are in love and that they just have like a relationship that's kind of rocky i mean like that's what they're both in search for he wants praise she wants praise and it's just i mean that's I, i've been inside of so many arguments like this i completely understand and i that's definitely understand because they're super problematic and this is very much toxic some people have a very low tolerance for this type of like for, for, for this type of like entertainment in a film right they, they need something more so when i hear people say that this movie has nothing to say i call it bullshit because just because you don't like what it's saying doesn't mean there's nothing to say like oh yeah i disagree with that yeah i agree i mean i mean i i disagree with what you set up like what they said but like i agree with you what you're saying yeah there's there's a lot to say when this movie starts you know yeah it's just in like see at once mildly admirable and deeply unlikable unlikable like Mm, (laughs) like it it, it is tough and these are from like top critics and insufferable self-satisfied talk fest like he's (laughs) like so that critic right there is exactly who the fuck sam is talking about in the movie like wow. you are playing right into his hands and like mm-hmm. you're making the movie that much better and stronger because like you are giving it exactly what it wants. So like I, I love, I would love to be the type of auteur where I can just kind of like have bait and just like dangle it in front of like, like that's what I want to do with my movies, right? Like force these, like the discourse in this film is going to be so much greater than what I think the ultimate impact of the movie is because of what it's talking about and how it's choosing to talk about it. But for me, it completely worked. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, last time I gave a 10 out of 10 was Portrait of Lady on Fire. And they're completely different 10 out of 10s for me, but they're both perfect in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, great. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I guess. Listen, I thought this was a lot better than I was expecting, okay? I thought me and Colby, by the end of this, it'll have been like two bloodbaths on the floor, you know? So I appreciate constructive conversation poor hannah i feel so bad poor hannah, <laughs> <laughs> poor hannah. it's just like uh, hi but you know what <laughs> these are the type of debates that we should be having just not in a pod setting but like respectfully to one another um when we're tweeting at one another like 
this is like nothing personal. Like this is just like, yo, I'm on one side, I'm on another, Hannah's in the middle, and like it doesn't mean like, hey, fuck you, you don't know anything about movies. You're <laughs> you're 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 a hack. Or like, no, come on, that's stupid. That is lazy. Get out of this business if you can't handle it. Like, uh. unless you're me and Dwayne talking about Far From Home. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, oh wait, wait, wait! Did you see that? I'm sorry. Did you see that meme about like uh, 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 tell a movie like in like in, in the most like worst synopsis? Uh, far from home, two men battling over sunglasses in Italy. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's the lie? Where is oh, it? My God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. And your <laughs> point. Where is the lie? And it still bangs. Excuse me. Oh, Let's stop. <laughs> it's right. still the best Spider-Man movie. <laughs> her, thing is, her thing is far from home. I'm Suicide Squad and, 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 and DC. What's your thing? What's your thing doing? Like, what's your thing that you like staunch to defend? Like, no R- matter what. Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> no, it was only that one season. Only that one season. Only the one season. Only the one season. That's enough. No, to my, mine is Amazing Spider-Man 2. I will defend oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do like okay. Amazing Spider-Man 2. It is, it is not bad. It ain't good. But you won't hear bad. an argument out of me. You won't hear an argument out of me. I like Amazing it's Spider-Man too. So, oh great, see it's awesome. Honestly, I always awesome. tell you I like the movie. There is not very many superhero films that I believe that are bad. I just think that like they just may not be people's cup of tea because we hold a lot of these characters so dear. So like ultimately, I, man, there's really not a bad movie. Most I most think that's why nice. like the ones that aren't received well like get batch so hard is because they're like the characters are so loved by people and mean so much people so if the movies aren't exactly what like people like are looking forward to or even just like let down by like people like go in and hard on them because they just the characters mean so much to them that's a good point that's a great point and that's how i feel oh well this is for another day but that's how i feel about the justice league (laughs) Yeah, um, I feel you so we, we will get to it. The pod is coming, it. folks. It's coming March. <laughs> Fuck, man. That'll. Be I really don't think that. I'm watching the movie. I, I, <laughs> Hannah, I, I'll be so disappointed if you don't watch it. I mean, granted, <laughs> yo, this this is my thing. I it is going to be really hard for me to think that the movie is that much different than what we've already got. But like, yeah. appear, I mean. It's a what a whole other hour and fifteen I mean, minutes longer. How could it be? They haven't like they no he started reshooting not that long ago, and I the movie's already it. coming out. So it's not like they did a whole bunch of like you know VFX or yeah. just like editing or like anything like that. It's like and then most of and those if new it was, then it was extremely like, like rushed. So it's like yeah. either way, I'm like Ugh, you and know? most of those characters that's the, the new characters are going to be like glorified cameos. I guarantee you. Like the Joker, Martian Manhunter, they gotta have two scenes max, and that's it. We'll see, though. We will see. Um, all right, everyone. With that being said, that is it for our Malcolm and Marie movie review. I do recommend watching it. Give it. Uh, let's get your thoughts on the movie. Um, and yeah. So, that being said, uh, that's it for us today. Hannah and I will be back tomorrow for the live show. Um, I told you I need a break from Hannah, but here we are <laughs> four, four days in a row. This is ridiculous. Um, but with that being said, thank you guys for joining us once again. My name is Dwayne. Uh, go around the call. Uh, Colby, let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials on Twitter, Instagram at Kobe Told Me. And when I'm in the mood to write, you can check out the website at KobeToldMe.com. There's nothing up there right now, but check out some of the past stuff. And when they ask you where you heard it from, tell them Kobe Told Me. Peace. All right. And Hannah. Uh, at movies and cats on Twitter, and you can follow me on it on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. 
where I stand season three of Riverdale because it's good. It's awesome. <laughs> Hannah has no idea what she's talking about. All right. Okay, Dwayne, you you cannot say I don't know what I'm talking about when you are watching Riverdale. You literally cannot it, like bars you from it. I'm sorry. No, I don't watch it anymore. No, no, no. I actually agree with what you said earlier in your in your tweet. I a hundred percent agree. But season three was awesome. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Season three is not good. Season three of Riverdale's off, also, awesome, but he won't even watch Dexter. He literally I don't feel like it. Oh god. But Riverdale, listen, I'm oh, gonna say like it's the same. It's the same way I feel about Amazing Spider-Man Two. Riverdale Three, season three, is not good. I just think it's so awesome. Okay, Archie's a superhero. Magic. Hello, it's great. I don't know what Hannah's talking about. She's tripping. Now they're in the war. We're gonna need so- to bully Dwayne into watching Dexter. I really need to talk about this in length. <laughs> No, I told you Tyler has a YouTube. Go ahead. Listen, no, 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 no. <laughs> I told you. All right, I'm not <laughs> next. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Colby. That was Hannah. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.